You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting, filmmaking, and anything to do with film and the TV business. This is your host, Jared Dean Winchester. And, you know, I was just wondering, why on earth would a showrunner or a filmmaker or a producer would rely on a critic. I mean, if said filmmaker or said film producer or showrunner is the person who makes all the decisions or is the decision maker, so to speak, as to the final outcome of a project, why on earth would such a person in power give away his power to a critic? You know, I can't really think of one single reason why on earth this needs to be the case. But yet, in the film industry and the entertainment business, the entire entertainment business, including around the world, is actually reliant on critics. A project won't go ahead, not only because it's not greenlit, and if you don't know what the word greenlit means, it's basically the approval process of a project getting into production. That's what greenlit means. Now, why would you involve a critic? Now, there's a few different reasons, although valid, that a producer or a showrunner would involve a critic. One of which is because said showrunner or film producer is spending millions upon millions upon millions of dollars investing in a project and he or she will expect at least 30% or more on top of the break-even cost of a film or a TV show to make that money back. Sure, that is one valid reason to involve a critic. But, as I have discussed in previous episodes of the show and of this podcast, in this day and age, is it really worth it? Because anyone who is anyone can claim to be a critic and offer some criticism and not know what it is that they're talking about. So, for example, a critic could overuse 
the terms unrealistic or not believable or something to that effect. To criticize a TV show or a movie while forgetting that movies and TV shows aren't meant to be real. They're fantasy for the most part. But then again, some critics do the best job they can and they do a decent job that they can. So which is why I'm not against all critics, just the ones who claim to be critics and just the ones who are in over themselves, who are kidding themselves who say they are critics or who say they are just voicing their opinion and all the while spouting out nonsense and not even know what they're talking about, I have to question that. So, given today's day and age where anyone who's anyone can be a critic and not know what you're talking about and not know anything about film or TV and basically behave like a smart ass meaning you know just you're pretending to be smart you're pretending to sound smart but you're really not and this is something that i realized when i was doing the critiquing when i was doing the critiquing i found that a lot of my fellow critiquers were simply critiquing just for the heck of it and this is one of the reasons why film and tv is at its worst Now, one may argue that critics are necessary and without them, it would be a complete wild, wild west of more mediocre content and more flops of films and TV shows. While that may be true, today's day and age, I beg to differ. So, what I'm trying to get at is if you are a producer or if you're a showrunner and you have to rely on a critic to get an idea of whether or not your project is good or whether or not your project is worth filming, then you have no confidence in your project. You need to have confidence in your project. Not just a vision like other filmmakers do, but you need to have confidence in your project. And that is precisely what will make you a great film producer or a great showrunner if you have the confidence 
And if you shun the criticisms of all critics who are only in it for the sake of criticism in this day and age, you will need this confidence to get ahead. If you truly believe in a project, you do not need another critic. You yourself need to be the critic of your own project. Now, I will agree that you may be one of those producers who make mediocre content and you're quite frankly confident in them, which is good, but you don't really critique yourself. Now, that is not to say that you lack the confidence. You only lack the confidence if you hand over that power to someone else. If you hand that power to another person who doesn't have a clue what it is they're talking about. So, with that being said, let's take a break. And when I come back, we will be talking about what the filmmakers need to be thinking of moving forward post-pandemic. I know I covered this in a previous episode, but stay with me. This one's going to be a little different. Learn the craft of screenwriting with the guys at ScreenwritingU.com. They have free classes for you to test the waters, and then they have the Pro Series courses, which are the flagship of the Screenwriting U courses. The owner and founder is actually an expert in the industry, and you get to learn not only the craft of screenwriting, but also the business of screenwriting. So what are you waiting for? Inquire today at ScreenwritingU.com. That's screenwriting you with a capital U dot com. This podcast is brought to you by Spring Wales Productions, where your journey begins. Welcome back. So I was talking about producers, film producers and showrunners not having confidence in their projects. When they pitch a project, they're great at pitching that project, but they're not really great at the execution. They're not really great at thinking for themselves. They're not really great at having the confidence that they need in order to say to themselves, yes, I believe in this project and I don't need any critic to tell me this. Now, as far as filmmakers go, 
a lot of my filmmaker buddies, when I was going to film school with a lot of my filmmaker buddies, I've watched them make a lot of movies surrounding the boy makes girl premise. Now, there's nothing wrong with this, but if you're constantly recycling the same old premise, guess what? That's cause for criticism. And like I said, not all critics are evil. Not all critics are bad. Most of them are bad. They don't know what they're doing. But some critics, some professional critics are great. They can help you with your constructive criticism. They can give you constructive criticism. And one of the constructive criticism that I'm going to give you, the filmmaker, is stay away from boy meets girl premises. Because this premise has been done to death. Believe me, it's recycled so much that honestly... Most of us tend to get fed up. So here is my proposal to you. Filmmakers, challenge yourselves. Do a little bit of research. And without being woke and without being a liberal, you can go ahead and... Give us whatever concepts or whatever message that you have to give us, the audience, in a film, in your film. Use a completely different subject matter. For example, if your message is marriage is wonderful, even though in today's day and age there's ample evidence to suggest that marriages is on the decline and divorce is on the incline, it's going up, that is a whole different ball of game. That's a whole different debate altogether, which we're not going to discuss here on this episode or on this podcast. What I'm going to recommend is... The community or the minority group that needs the most exposure, and I'm not talking about people of color, and I'm not talking about people who have been oppressed. I'm talking about the LGBTQ plus community. Now, you may be asking me, Jared, what the hell are you doing? Why are you too obsessed with the LGBTQ community? Well, I have one simple answer for you. 
there is not enough exposure. There is not enough exposure for this community. I mean, there are some films, but they're all independent ones, but they're not mainstream. Now, what I'm going to suggest is if you are able to find a way to bring it mainstream and not alienate the audience, that is fantastic. And a good example of what a couple of shows are doing with with the LGBTQ community is first thing that comes to mind is Love Victor, which is playing on Disney Plus. I know it's taking a break segueing into its third season. But instead of focusing on the coming out part, which we're all familiar with, this show focuses more on the relationship of the characters. And there's another one, Shadowhunters, another perfect example of two characters... where it's not so much of the coming out part, it's a lot to do with the relationship. So that's what I'd like to see. And that's what more people need to see. And if you've heard the phrase, put your money where your mouth is, This is how you put your money where your mouth is. If you say that you support the LGBTQ plus community, you need to show it in your movies. And that is a challenge that I want you to take on board. That is a challenge you need to be working on. This is how you can stand out from the crowd by doing something entirely different than the cliched boy meets girl premises. Now, I am not against this premise, but what I do suggest, what I do request that you filmmakers do is if you have such a premise have a purpose. For example, if character A, a man, is supposed to fall in love with character B, a woman, something has to come out of that. So, for example, the man has to be learning something or the woman has to be learning something and they can complement each other, or by learning from each other, by falling in love. Don't just make these two people fall in love just for the heck of it. Because there are 
way too many instances in movies and TV shows, and we've had enough. I may be speaking for all the critics or all the audience members who are fed up, but that's what it is. They may not want to voice it. They may not be able to voice it because of serious backlash. But I'm in a position where I was a critic and I am a storyteller. I can honestly say that these kinds of premises are old and boring. If you can give them give them a purpose or change things around, like put your money where your mouth is, that'll be much appreciated. So, I'm going to call it a night or I'm going to call it a day. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to the story dude and the Saturdays with the Story Dude podcast. Thank you for listening. And until I see you again, don't forget to turn that page.